you that uh, that I'm recording this conversation. That's fine because I said I'm sitting down with Matt Nix, but I don't know if Nicole is there or not. She's here. Okay, she's very <laughs> quiet in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the double mic set up going huh yeah we got two mics on this rig and uh and a, a headphone splitter too so we can kind of just like chill here and and hear you i think i need to get two microphones specifically for the artist just two for him yeah one on each side of his mouth and it needs to be like retractable and stretchable so when he uh, inevitably slouches and disappears into the couch, it can follow him. <laughs> oh, man. Is he, is, he, is he joining us on this? No, he's, uh, he's at home. It's his fiance's birthday today. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's actually uh, my mom's birthday today, too, <laughs> which I almost forgot. Did you text her? Uh, so I called her, like, it was like, oh man, it was like earlier today, like two o'clock. And I go, oh, it's my mom's birthday. So I go to call her and she's like, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, she's like, I gotta get you off the phone though. I'm talking to your aunt. And I was <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> okay, fine. But then they called later. Um, we did like a three-way video call with my my sister and, and my niece and my parents and, and then us. And we all just sang happy birthday together. Uh, over the phone. That just goes to show you for sure that it is definitely the thought that counts. She got the thought, and then she was like, okay, run along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> just kicking me off. I wouldn't put it past her. Man, I got a whole bunch of stuff for us to talk about this week, and I know you do too, because this is a fantastic swap cast. It's a double show. Double. D- double the trouble. You double said e. double right there. For some reason, I thought you were going to say something about the Dudley Boys. I think the DU sound is programmed into my head. My hands just go up into the 3D signal. It's just it's constant Dudley, Dudleyville, <laughs> Dudley 3D action. Which who's your favorite Dudley? Um, I guess it depends on like what era. But I, th- I well, I would just uh, overall. I think I would just say Spike. Spike's, Spike's kind of my my guy. You're not a you're not a fan of Big Dick Dudley. I don't I don't think anybody was a fan of Big Dick Dudley. What about Maybe some guy Castro? <laughs> oh man, sign guy Dudley uh, dances with Dudley. Yeah, Dan- you had to have dances with Dudley. <laughs> Dan- I forget. Uh, what was his deal? He was was he raised by wolves or, or I something? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to throw out the names because it's fun to do. God, and then the the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, and then a little little spike. Remember when Stacy got paired with them for a while? The Duchess of Dudleyville. That was the ultimate. Hey, we need something for all three of you to do. So, do you just want to do something together? god i just remember um what wrestlemania was it um the uh it was one of the the tlc's but it was uh they had the dudley's out there with with stacy they had the hardy's out there with lita and then who did oh edge and christian had and rhino 
No, the Dudleys had uh, Spike. Oh, that's right. The Stacy deal hadn't happened yet. No? Oh. No. That was 2002? No, that had to be late 01, early 02, because it was almost mid-02 when the draft happened and Devon became a, a reverend. Oh, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the good old reverend appeared. Dude, Reverend Devon, top five gimmicks all time? Absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. But what about Deacon Batista with the cash box around his neck with a chain? <laughs> I can't... I can't imagine how that didn't catch on. I mean, I I think they had every cent that went into that gimmick was already inside the box, so they didn't really raise any money. <laughs> Let's get these dumb intros out of the way. I'll say, welcome to the 616 Entertainment Podcast. Friends, neighbors, Dan Ann's alike. My name is Ian. This is episode number 317. Yes! Across the world from me is Marvelous Matt Nix, Freelance Wrestling's Matt Nix, and the wonderful, the individual, the beautiful, Nicole Rebelletti. <laughs> Hell of an introduction there, Ian. You always, uh, you always, you always have the best uh, introductions in anybody that I know. I make them up on the spot. I didn't know what Nicole's nickname was going to be, and then I also panicked about pronouncing the last name. <laughs> She's too quiet. You got to be louder. I can't. She's lit. Okay. Is that going to work? I don't. Here, do this. <laughs> this is great podcasting uh, material here. Can you hear her? It's way quieter than you, but it's better than it was. Maybe is it plugged in? She sounds like she's in the background of your sound. Mm, that may be a thing. Hold on. <laughs> it might not be reading her mic at all. Can you guys share one? Yeah. I just want you both to be able to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hold up. There we go. Okay. Hello? Yo, how's that? That's way better. Now you guys both are... Well, Nick, you talk too. Yeah. Yeah, boom. Perfect. (laughs) And I'll cut out all the hubbub. Yeah, the hubbub is... uh, the. There we go. But since it's a swap cast, I think we need your intro too. Oh, my introduction. Uh, there, there, I don't really have one, but it's uh, it's usually just me welcoming everybody. Hey, welcome to another episode of My Violent Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, as is Ian uh, introduced beforehand, uh, we are doing a swap cast. And uh, Ian... The 616 Entertainment Podcast. How are you? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm also joined by my co-host for the next couple weeks, uh, my girlfriend, Nicole. Hi. I want to throw that, not to cut off your intro, but you guys did your last episode, your most recent episode together. Great episode. Thank you. Thank you. 
I was like worried that um, it was going to just be like a lot of us rambling a lot, which is usually most of our conversations. But um, I think it, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. You, a couple people reached out and said that they they really enjoyed it. So uh, that's probably what it's going to be the next couple weeks. Other than this one, though, this one's going to be great. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't listen to it. I I won't listen to it. Uh, I don't like listening to myself. Um, also, I was definitely pretty drunk. Um, but I'm pretty positive whatever I said was pretty kosher. So I'm happy with that. It was good stuff. It wasn't super inappropriate. But even if you guys get inappropriate in the future, I'll be down for that too because you guys have good <laughs> chemistry together, which you don't always have that like even if people are dating or even if you're really good friends sometimes you hit record and then it's dog shit but luckily that wasn't the case (laughs) oh man but i got a whole bunch of shit for us to talk about i know you do too but i figure the natural place to start being that it's monday is let's talk about goddamn wrestlemania Oh man, did you watch? Did you watch both nights? Uh, not nearly all of it, but we can talk about what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine that you saw pretty much everything that matters, at least. Yeah, right? I tried to. Uh, man, what did you think? What like what did you think about like first off, res- a wrestling show with n- no fans? I'm kind of, I'm already a little bit used to the wrestling show with no fans, just because. I have been keeping up with AEW during all of this. And the first, I think, I want to say it was like a Raw or a SmackDown with no people was like really fucking weird. And I didn't think it was fun to watch. And I I watched like 10 minutes of it. I was like, okay, I'm out. But then like AEW did their first Dynamite and like the camera was facing the stage. So they weren't emphasizing that nobody was there. They had the wrestlers in the crowd, like the heels on one side, the faces on the other. And they kind of played it up which I thought was really fun. WWE has kind of like shifted a little bit. So now the camera's facing the stage. It doesn't feel as empty, but if you have the sound on, it's fuck. It's weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, like it definitely felt weird. Like I I saw a couple like Raws and Smackdowns, like stuff on online and just kind of being like, man, that's, that's so strange. And then, but watching like a whole show of, you know, like, just match, 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 match with like nothing, no bullshit in between because like what they don't, there's no one there to play up to, you know? Yeah. Um, it was like, it was weird, but it almost was like after like a couple matches, I like forgot that there was no fans there because for one, like I feel like their audience just generally like is silent most of the time anyway. Like, unless it's like some big shit happening, but like, it's not like how it used to be where crowd be like losing their shit the entire time. Um, I don't know. Like I thought, it, I thought watching like WrestleMania like that with it just being match and match and match and match, it was pretty good. It was enjoyable, and and I think it, it forced the guys to like work harder and like they were, they were the emphasis was more on like the physicality and like like being them them being vocal during the match to kind of like tell the story more than just like with what's going on, you know, match wise. Um, yeah, I also thought that that was the case. Um, I thought it was just kind of, it was a little weird in the beginning because um, all you heard was a lot of talking during the match, um, which I, some of the talking was kind of awkward, um, you know, as far as the shit talking that they were doing mid-matches. Um, but 
I, don't know, I thought it was it was pretty decent. It was fine. Uh, it didn't bother me. Um, but I, I do miss having that crowd reaction. I, I kind of feel bad for the people who had, like, this is their first WrestleMania and they're winning their big titles. Then they don't have, you know, that crowd behind them to, to share that moment with. So it kind of sucks. I'm going to co-sign that 100%. If there was one thing about it that I was like, oh, man, this sucks. It was like... Drew McIntyre wins his first like world title and it's there's nobody there and it's like oh dude this would have been huge because people love Drew McIntyre and he busted his ass to get yeah. here and he gets to the top of the mountain but it's just kind of like one two three you hit the music and then someone's just like we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's like, like holding it up to like crickets and God, I mean, there's just so many times during the matches that I was just like, I was waiting for someone to be like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> just like, yeah, just was, something stupid like that. That was another thing, too. Just for, for the first round of WrestleMania, we, we fucked up on the second one because we, we might just even rewatch it just for the purpose of doing this. I told him they said bitch so many times, like on Saturday. And I was like, all right, so tomorrow we're just going to take a shot, like a half a shot of like tequila every time someone says the word bitch because it, you just make it into a drinking game. And if we use it, it was insane. Yeah, if we did a whole shot of tequila every time somebody said bitch, like we'd be fucking done, like alcohol poisoning done. <laughs> it, it's insane. It's like Vince's favorite word. He's just like, yeah, we need as much bitch on this broadcast as we possibly can. <laughs> Throw something in there to spice it up. What if you said bitch? <laughs> What'd you say? She said chocolate titties. <laughs> I if anybody who listens to something to wrestle with gets that reference, but anybody who doesn't, that's their problem. Uh, we don't have to go like through the whole show, but we can kind of go, I guess, match by match for at least the stuff I saw. So it won't be the whole deal, but we can throw thoughts in on most things. Oh, yeah, for sure. First match on the main card of night one was Alexa and Nikki versus Asuka and Kyrie for the women's tag titles. You guys go first. Um, I, like, personally didn't really care. I was just like, oh, this is like, a, I didn't realize this was like a big, like, blow off match kind of for them. Um, but, I mean, it was fine. Like, I, I don't think any of the matches... Uh, on this entire show were like necessarily bad like there was no bad wrestling but that was one that I wasn't necessarily like I wouldn't have been mad if that if that got cut you know or like you know a, a couple other ones um yeah I, I know that this match was kind of I think this was like thrown together kind of last minute on the card um I don't care either way about it um I feel like I feel like Kari and Asuka both look like they didn't give a fuck either about the match they were just kind of like whatever um but i would like to uh, like bring out what michael cole said when nikki cross <laughs> she undid her vest and what was it that he said He's, it, it was just like she ripped her vest up and it was like she's screaming like yeah and it's just silent in there because there's no people in there and then it's it's quiet and then it's michael cole just going i'll teach their own what the fuck yeah, the, I, dude, I lost my mind. It I was, was like, so "What?" Like that was probably the worst timing. Um, and he, <laughs> he was probably like, "Shit, nobody told me what to say when she was gonna do this." So <laughs> he did what he always does, and he just reached into his Michael Cole brain and said that. 
Um, so I just I'm curious to see online what people are going to say about that. Uh, if if anybody paid attention to it, but um, I just thought that was kind of the highlight of the match. I watched most of WrestleMania on mute, which I think made it better because I really don't like WWE and like the way yeah. they constantly shove shit into your brain. And like none of the female wrestlers are just female wrestlers. They've all got such a positive message for society. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Just let them wrestle. And it's never like I, we were talking about this too. It was like it's never like when it's two random dudes tagging together. It's just like oh these guys tagging together. But if it's two girls tagging together, it's like oh it's their best friends. She's tagging with her best friend, and it's just like why why can't they just be wrestlers? You know. And I I don't like that because it to me watching women wrestle and watching guys wrestle isn't really any different. I'm watching wrestling, but when they constantly yeah. take one like category and they make you really think like this is different this is important it's like i dude i know it's important you don't have to fucking constantly tell me that this is more important than i think it is i like watching the women wrestle that's all that matters <laughs> yeah that um what uh what are, what are women matches around the show um Becky and Becky and Shayna was really good. I liked it. I thought the it was like the physicality in the match was was insane. Like every you heard every fucking kick that Shayna was throwing. Yeah, they um I I think that was one of my favorite matches. Uh and everything with them just seems like super fluid too and it it looks really natural between them because I think the both of them are just very much like they're very physical people in general, so everything that they did just came across like like that was like some real shit that they were doing. I will definitely I'm on board with that, and I think if there's one person that the place being quiet benefited for whatever reason, I think it was Shayna. Maybe it's because like she's an MMA fighter and like she comes from a background to where like not everything she does is pulling from a crowd. So she was, she's almost like just used to going in there and like taking care of business instead of trying to read the crowd, which yeah. <clears throat> on a huge stage could be a detriment because you do want to like feel the crowd and like go from there. But for all of her stuff, like the kicks, everything she did, I was like, dude, this kind of this kind of works with nobody around. I was a fan of that one. Yeah, it, it almost felt like uh like the those old like backlot brawls that like they used to do in back in the day and just like it felt like like real you know it was like oh this is like a like a fight were you guys a fan of the outcome um i mean i kind of i kind of wanted to see Shayna win but like you know i kind of i get what why they had becky go go over it's just like cuz Shayna's not probably um as well known to like like a, a broader audience like on on television and there's no actual tv right now to kind of like introduce her and kind of like sh show off who she is so they probably just wanted to stick to the to what's working right now with with becky yeah um <laughs> sorry um yeah i don't know i either way i didn't i didn't care um because i just feel like everything that happened at WrestleMania, it's all going to get, you know, flip-flopped for SummerSlam like it normally does. Uh, it's just basically going to be all the WrestleMania rematches. So I just feel like everybody that 
that didn't win now is going to, you know, they're going to go over during SummerSlam. And I think that Shayna is at some point going to end up with the title. So I'm not, I, I, I just feel like that's going to happen for her, but it was too soon to give it to her immediately. They're, she's just not going to win it on the first try. I can see that. I'm going to go, I'm going to pull up the night one card because I don't really remember it. Uh, so we talked about the women's tag. Did you guys watch Daniel Bryan and Zayn? Because I, I had to turn it off. Not because of the match. <laughs> both of those guys. But it was like, I did not have it muted at this moment. And <laughs> during somebody's entrance, JBL was just like, when Daniel Bryan turned WrestleMania into Yeslemania, it was one of the greatest moments of all time. And I was like, that was so fucking dumb. I hit the mute button. I'll still watch, but I can't <laughs> listen. And then Bryan does this big-ass dive in, like, concussive sure on the guardrail so then i hit unmute he rolls sammy back into the ring and jbl goes you know when daniel bryan turned wrestlemania into yeslemania (laughs) (laughs) and i had to turn it off i was like dude i can't i can't oh oh my god no that match was fun because like just like i I, we were sitting there and i was like man everybody out there like it, it was it was brian zane uh, what's his uh, Drew Gulak, Nakamura, uh, Nakamura, and Cesaro. Like, and then the referee was Drake Younger. I was like, man, outside of Nakamura, every one of those guys out there like came up together on they they all came up together on the independents like at the same time like and we're working wow. all the same shows. So it was it was so funny to watch them all just kind of like dick around out there together. Like they're all just like yelling shit and like it's it's so like there's so much going on during that match. Like that one I would actually recommend going back and watching because yeah. like them talking during the match is the best part of the entire match. I mean the match itself was great too. Nicole, what'd you think? Um, I kind of don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fine. It was whatever. Like. I mean, it it wasn't something where I was like, oh, I got to sit here and I can't get up and get my fucking 10 million snack of the night. Um, it just it was whatever for me. It was fine. I like watching Brian Russell. I just I didn't think this was like a highlight in his career by any means. But it was it was a fun match. And I think that's just what the whole point of it was, was just to have it be a fun match, not necessarily like something solid. I don't really keep up with the WWE product, but can one of you explain to me why Sami Zayn looks like he just gave up? <laughs> he's like not cutting his hair and he's wearing <laughs> pants you could get at Target in 2007. Well, what did you say? You were like, oh, he wasn't. Why does he look like he just like joined the military? Yeah, he looks like he's been to war. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I mean, no, neither one of us. Have, have watched in god knows months if that like i keep up like just kind of through like social media and just you know how everybody watches wrestling nowadays anyway but um yeah no i have no idea he's just kind of, i think he literally is just like doing whatever the fuck he wants because like they're paying him a lot of money to be there and they don't want him to go to aew <laughs> <laughs> if we're just skipping ahead because i didn't watch any of the rest of this stuff sure um, no absolutely uh, there is, uh, I did see Goldberg Strowman and AJ Undertaker. So let's touch on Goldberg Strowman. What'd you guys think about this fucking amazing shit? Oh, what did you, what did you, uh, what did you think? He'll give it to me because I'm probably going to complain longer. Um, it's, you know, first of all, I don't give a fuck about Goldberg. He's the absolute worst. Um, I can't wait 
So you ask us about the Lesnar match. Um, but yeah, I I thought this match was fucking horrible. Uh, I would have liked, I would have liked the outcome better if uh, Braun didn't say all the stupid things that he said uh, previously about just like independent wrestlers. Um, you know, all that weird shit he was talking about when everyone was kind of out of a job. And uh, I think that that definitely taints like people's look at him right now. Um, and I think that people that were fans might not necessarily be, you know, 100% behind him anymore because of the things that he says um, and does outside of wrestling. Uh, and I think that that's where social media kind of uh, it ruins a little bit of wrestling because, you know, you, you're saying things that are out of character but are still attached to your character. Um, so, I mean, other, if, you know, other than that, if he didn't say any of that shit, I kind of would have been super excited to see him win because I feel like he's been there for a while. He's really, you know, he's done all the work for it. Um, and I think that it's cool that he won it, but I mean, I necessarily don't care anymore, uh, cause I'm not invested in him as a person or a wrestler. Um, but I mean, th- the match was just exactly what I thought it would be. I, yeah, I, you, <laughs> What the fuck else was it going to be? You know Goldberg can't pick his big ass up. He's 77 years old. Dude, he looks so small. Like, did you see how small he looked? Just, like, standing there? He looked small, I think, just because he was in there with somebody like Strowman. Like, Goldberg still could shove me up my own ass and throw me into another star system. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It's like... he looks like... I mean, even compared to, like, how he looked, like, a couple years ago, like... He just looks so skinny now and just like not like he doesn't look as imposing as he as he used to. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done. You know what? Hold on. Because this <laughs> last run, his last run, after he had the fucking nerve to complain about how he had to get in shape and eat healthy for, you know, his comeback and that it was literally his least favorite return. And then you see him now and it's like you definitely know this guy did not give a fuck at all because he does not look like he's eating anything the right way. But it's just like he he literally does not give a fuck anymore. Well, when they call him off the couch, just like, hey, we want to give you the belt. Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> That's kind of how it seems, like. Like they just like call him up, like, hey, Bill, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. I just started watching this show called Tiger King. Next to <laughs> yeah, sit next to Lesnar. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy another car. All right, well. You want the world title? <laughs> yeah, sure. Can my little fat son come with? No shirt. <laughs> no shirts. My favorite, my favorite part of Goldberg's whatever, 2016, 2017, whatever it was, comeback and winning the title was Steve Schneider challenging Goldberg's son to a match. <laughs> <laughs> I... I watched the Goldberg Strowman thing and like, I knew what it was going to be. I knew it was just going to be a finisher fest and it still sucked. Like I'm a WCW guy. I grew up loving WCW. Goldberg was dope, but what the fuck are we doing? And yeah, it's like a parody of itself. Like the world title matches are just like finisher, 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 two count, finisher, 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 three count. This is literally two nine-year-olds playing with their action figures and they've only seen finishers. They don't know what else to do. Yeah, it's... I, 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 we were talking about this, like, uh, man, I, uh, it's, it's as cynical as it is to say, like, I, like when Vince dies, 
I can't wait for like the documentary to come out to be like, oh, we knew this was shit, but we <laughs> had to do it anyway because it was Vince's idea. Do do do. <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just this so much that they're gonna be like, guys, we know it was all bad, but we this is the guy who writes our checks. Like he's this is how he wanted it to happen. Dude, they'll never do that, though, because WWE is so protective of themselves and literally nothing else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but they like they also are like they are, are sluts for like exposing like shit on the inside, yeah. too. Well, how did you guys feel about the fact that this was Goldberg Roman? And then they were like, it came out that Roman was out due to his real life health issues. And Triple H is on, like, some news show, and they ask him about it, and he's like, you know, it's going to play out in a really unique way. Let's let the story unfold. There was no story. They pretended yeah. it was never booked, and they were just like, what a great match we have. <laughs> yeah, that I was I was actually, I forgot, completely forgot about that, that they had said, oh, we'll just wait to, wait and see what happens. And it's like, oh, just, just Strowman just won then? That's That's what happened? Okay. Coming I'm actually in, surprised. Coming into all this, I was telling Tara when Roman first pulled out, I was like, it was supposed to be Roman challenging for the title against Goldberg. And she goes, why is Goldberg the champion? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the question that everybody asks. We've beat this one to death, though. So the main event of night one, AJ Styles, Undertaker, and a Boneyard match. You guys give me your thoughts. Oh, man. Okay. So I kind of had a feeling was when they said in the opening intro, they were like, like these matches that took place here and other places. And I was like, oh, they for sure filmed like that match somewhere, like on a set or something. And um, sure enough, it was this Boneyard match that like I didn't I didn't think it was going to be shot so so well. But man, it, I was like, as we were watching it, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, it's so awesome. It's it. It was literally just like a fight scene from a movie just shot like a wrestling match. And, and I, I, I looked at, at Nicole and I go, well, this is what wrestling is going to become now in 20 years. This is what all wrestling is going to be. Uh, we're talking about the Boneyard match. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I got up to go get a beer. Um. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I um I don't know, like I, I watched it. Uh I I was kind of weird about it while I was watching it, but I feel like it's one of those matches where um I watch it and then I have to watch it again later because my initial reaction uh I think is not it it does it's not like justifiable, so I have to, you know, sit and really watch it and be like, "Oh, okay." Um I thought it was fine. I don't think that people expect much out of Taker anymore anyways. Um, he's obviously not, he's, he's in great shape. And I was telling Nick that, um, like, you know, he looks like he's in great shape. He probably is in great shape, but like his joints and his bones are definitely not in great shape. Um, so if you were to actually put him in a match with styles and try to just make it a wrestling match, it's just, it's not going to look, it's not going to look good because you know, they're not going to match up by speed. Um, and if they were trying to make Taker look more dominant by any means, then that was not going to happen. Uh, so I think something like this, it was actually, it, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of, it was kind of cool to, 
check that out. So my reaction to it is like there's like four or five layers to it. And it was when AJ is showing up and he does his like fake out Undertaker entrance and he comes out of the coffin. I was like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> but when they fucking you hear the motorcycle like vroom vroom, and then AJ's like, oh, I hear him. And then Metallica starts playing in this like helicopter shot. He's Taker going down the road. And I, I was in that moment, I was like, this is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. This is so bad. <laughs> and I kept watching and I stayed with the fact that it was bad. But then it got so bad that I fucking loved it. Like it was <laughs> it was entertaining. It was undeniably stupid. But then when they got the when they I feel like when they fully embraced the stupid when like Gallows and Anderson are just like they said something and then the lights come on in this fucked up barn and the minions come out like zoom in on Taker and he's just like we gonna do this let's do it I was like yeah fucking Power Rangers dude I was like hell <laughs> yeah this is the fucking best and then he's like they fight up or he like drops him into the fucking hole and then it's just like you're oh he's like ashes to ashes dust to dust. And then, it, like, he goes up to turn the thing on, and then the lights come up behind it, and it's fucking Taker right there. He fucking teleported. I was like, dude, this is crazy. All right, hold on. So I I had this this idea that I thought that would be the greatest idea ever. Um, I was like, you know what? If they were going to do some shit like that, and it was this whole production that they're doing, obviously, um, they clearly had hours for it. I was like, they should have fucking, like, let AJ bury him. And then if he was there, going to have him pop up again, it should have been like a different form of The Undertaker. And AJ should have just kept burying him and burying him. And at every time, but it should have just been like a different Undertaker from like every era. Just keep I, popping the fuck up. Like that shit would have been so cool. I 100% agree because I think people have just forgotten this because of how weird the match was. But AJ's saying like, oh, my boys are going to be with me. And Undertaker's like, I've got my own holy trinity. So I figured that badass Undertaker was going to show up and he would get buried like within a few minutes and then out of the hole comes like black and purple, maybe even like face mask old Undertaker. And yeah. then maybe that one gets fucked up. And then like maybe we see badass top knot ministry taker come out. Like if you watch, <laughs> <Top not. laughs> if you watch my, my favorite version, that was his best theme song for sure. Yeah. But yeah. If you like, if you watch the match, there. What Trinity was he talking about? Like, did plans change? And they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't, I don't. I figured like we'd even see Kane I at some point. I, you I, know, in my brain, I was like, it's either going to be three different takers, which is funny because DC is doing like a three Jokers storyline right now. But I was like, it's either three different Undertakers or it's going to be Taker, Kane, and then I was like. What other old guy could they get involved? I don't know. Maybe they could like play with the Undertaker Sting thing a little bit, but they just didn't do anything. <laughs> Fake Undertaker makes his comeback return. <laughs> is Brian Lee still alive? Uh, I don't think so. No, he probably is very dead. He's uh, yeah. I think the last thing he did, well, because he wrestled in TNA like in the when it first started. Um, but no, I think he's dead. I think he because I I looked that up recently actually. <laughs> for some reason we've been talking about like the chatter back and forth and the shit talk the two best lines from all of wrestlemania without a doubt keep in mind i watched it mostly on mute but this one i watched with the sound the two best lines for me came from this match 
where one of them was uh, AJ mentioned like the grave, and <laughs> Undertaker was like, "You want a hole, boy? I'll show you a hole." <laughs> <laughs> But my, oh, that's good. My other favorite line was Taker has AJ up kind of like in a tombstone position and he's like walking him over to the grave and AJ's all fucked up and he just goes, please don't bury me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was, when he was saying that, he, could, he just kept saying, please don't bury me, please don't bury me. And I was telling Nick, I'm like, oh, this must be like every wrestler that Triple H has ever wrestled during their match. <laughs> That was so good. Just the overall, I think Undertaker AJ was dumb as fuck. And I also think it was the best part of both nights by far. It was, it was just, it was fun is what it was. It was entertaining. It wasn't a wrestling match by any stretch of the imagination, but like, it was just like, it was something different. And like, everybody knew it was, it was going to be goofy, but like, it was fun. Well, and that's the thing for me is like, for wrestling for me now more than ever is just like does it make me feel something and i think me a couple of years ago maybe like 10 years ago super cynical like teenager i would probably think something like this or even a guy like orange cassidy were stupid as shit but now they at least they make me laugh i'm like what the fuck is this like they make me feel something i enjoy though i enjoy that shit it's very important, I, I think, to invoke some sort of feeling. Uh, it's better than nothing at all. Should we go into night two, or should we do that on a future episode? Uh, the Okay, the only thing I want to talk about from night two. <laughs> the only thing that I want to talk about uh, is the fi- firehouse... Fire... What is it? Fireplace? Fire, fire fun? Fire, fun may? Firefly... <laughs> Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Firefly Funhouse match. <laughs> um, what did you think? You go first this time. You talking to me? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm not the person that should have gone first because maybe it was just because I had just seen Undertaker and AJ a few hours before, but like, I get what they were trying to do, and I think they were kind of hamstrung by, like, they had to just throw up a bunch of shit in their warehouse, and they couldn't really go balls out. It didn't do a lot for me. Like, I I think it was just kind of these two super cinematic things back-to-back. If they had been spaced out, I think they could have been great, but this one, I don't know. I see people praising it, and they loved it, and they thought it was super cool. For me, I kind of was just like, all right, all right. I don't know. I don't I don't want to be that cynical guy, but like I loved Undertaker AJ and this one for me didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I I I really I was watching it but I wasn't watching it. Uh, I don't feel like it caught my eye by any means. Um I think this was just kind of like people that enjoy it are the people that don't like Cena. Uh cuz I think this was not that, you know, I obviously Cena knew what this was, but I think this was just kind of meant to shit on him a little bit. Um, and the people that enjoy it are the people that don't like him. So, I mean, that makes sense. But uh, this was, I, th- I thought it was a little too much, though. Like, you know, the, the thing with Taker and AJ, it had a story behind it. Uh, and this had a great story. Um, but, you know, this was not a match. And I think a lot of people were looking for a fucking match for some reason. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was just weird. It was, it was too much. Uh, I think they were just trying to follow up with, whatever they did with AJ and Taker and 
they probably figured, you know, if we ended the first night with something super cinematic, that we should end the second night the same way. Uh, but I think they uh, they missed the mark on that. I think you're right about it not being really a match because even with as off the wall as AJ Undertaker was, it was centered around a fight. Where this one, I think there was one move. Like Bray got him in the mandible claw, and that was it. But other than that, it was just a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when it first started, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. And then, like, I definitely, like, I definitely, definitely like the Boneyard match uh, more. But uh, the the more I watch this and, like, actually, the more I think about it afterwards, I think I, I did actually enjoy it. Um, it was, like, it just, it was weird. And it was it just telling this story of Cena. And, it, like, the costume changes were kind of cool. Like, it just was, it was just, like again just another idea and like a, a way to do wrestling i guess i don't know like it was just it was strange like the the comparison to hogan was kind of cool <laughs> like how hogan was kind of like a piece of shit and like people uh you know kind of see john cena like people in the industry kind of see john cena the same way in a certain in certain ways i don't know like it's just it's interesting i think what really set this apart from the boneyard match was like we have not seen uh, like Biker Taker in over ten years, uh, probably fifteen years. When did he disappear? Survivor Series 03? Yeah, when he got buried alive. Yeah, holy shit, almost twenty years. So that accompanied with the fact that nobody knew what the fuck a boneyard match was, and that it was a fight, and this is the dumbest thing WWE has ever done, but in a great way. It was it was super new to where. The whole like crux of the Bray Cena storyline slash match, if you can call it that, was like, John, you're actually not good. You're bad. Um, maybe you should have embraced the dark side. I think every John Cena feud over the past 10 years, that has been the crux of it. We've seen that a million times. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Not, not with like the stupidity dial turned up the way this one was, but they've all centered around like, Give in to the hate, John. Like, we've seen that so many times. No, I agree 100%. And, like, there's been so many times where you're just like, oh, he's, it's going to happen this time. But, like, that's the best part about it is, like, they can teeter you on that 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 edge of, like, will he, won't he? And uh, every single time, you know? Yeah. I, I do think this was a great way to use somebody like John Cena, though, like, a legend who's not around that often. He kind of just came in, faced off with like one of the hot younger guys, got totally outsmarted, fucked up, and now he's gone again. <laughs> you know? I saw somebody like somebody tweeted earlier. They were just like, please, like, let's like not like like WWE ne never mention John Cena again for the rest of the year. Like, just like edit him out of every single like uh fucking like signature every video montage every any reference to him completely just erased and make it be that he's trapped in this multiverse that uh you know somebody has to venture into the fire firefly funhouse next year to help retrieve john cena from the multiverse and pull him back to, into into our reality and i was like whoa this is the wrestling that i've needed in my life stranger things like he's in the upside down yeah you or just, like, should, lost in the quantum realm. You know who should be that gets him out of there? Who do you, who do you, who do you put? I think it should be Bray. I think Bray, we, it's going to be in a place where Bray is going to need him back. 
You know what I mean? Because who yeah. else would be able to get there? <laughs> I want Husky Harris. Yeah, he's got to fight off, fight off Husky Harris and then the entire Wyatt family. Do we... Nicole, you said you want to talk about Lesnar McIntyre, which we will, but I want to make sure we don't skip over. I think the best match of the entire two nights, like not the best spectacle, but the best wrestling by far, I think was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. That match was fucking great. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've i been looking forward to that for a while. Um, and I think that uh, the first time they ever kind of came head to head and... Uh, you know, people saw them just kind of, you know, they're both, they're both fucking tall. They're pretty much monsters. Um, like w- people just already knew this was going to be great. Um, the match was like super physical. These two just did not give a fuck. They were just going at it. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I totally knew Charlotte was, she was going to win, uh, immediately. Um, I think Rhea's going to, she's going to end up winning that title back. But like I said, SummerSlam time. Um, but this match, it was insane. Uh, I think that was, I think that was probably match of, you know, the entire card, uh, between both nights. Um, I'd feel comfortable saying that, but I think that they did, they did fucking fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree on all fronts. I watched it on mute, which I think is probably a good thing that I did because I'm sure the commentary would have taken me out of it, but just those two women in there doing their thing. I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is the kind of shit I like to watch. And I'm sure some people will complain that Rhea Ripley didn't win. But number one, you should have seen that coming. And number two, dude, Rhea Ripley's young as fuck. She's got her whole career in front of her. This didn't kill her. Like, she looked awesome, even in defeat. Yeah, no, it was definitely a good... And it was a good loss, too. Like, it was... The way she had to get to that victory was just like... It was... It was a real fucking a battle, and it was awesome. It was a really physical match. So let's talk about the main, main, main event, the last thing we saw, and we don't have to touch on anything else. Brock Lesnar defends the whatever fucking belt he has, the Raw belt, versus Drew McIntyre. Let's let Nicole go first, because she said she has a lot to say. Yeah, um, I was actually, I was going to ask you, but I, then I remember you said that you watched this on mute anyways. The Liv Morgan match with Natalia. Did you watch that? No. Okay. <laughs> that was literally the first uh, kickoff show match on the first day. Was yeah, it, 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 it was. I thought the match was fine. I thought it was good. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, but this was definitely, I know we discussed prior um, about, you know, not having the audience and, you know, whether or not it felt weird. Uh, but I, I like to touch the base and say that this was fucking weird because they were both wrestling and nobody was making a goddamn sound between the two of them. Um, and it was so awkward. And then Natalia just knows how to say all the right things at all the right times. Um, so that was great. Um, but yeah, you didn't watch it. So you, you didn't miss much, but it was a good match. Uh, just you can turn the volume up when you watch it because it'll just be like you didn't have it on anyways. I'll throw um, something in on that one with Liv Morgan is weird in the sense that sometimes when she talks, I think she kind of sounds like a Rugrats character. Like the voice yeah. that comes out of her is like, it's like this or some shit. <laughs> but I saw a, a clip from like Elimination Chamber where somebody had a hold on and they were like, you like that, Liv? You're next. And she was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
so maybe she got in trouble and she's like so scared to make a peep now. But like, I would love to hear a No Arena Live Morgan match where she's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would go back and watch that. Uh, it just it would, what it reminded me of is like, like when I first started training for wrestling and they were like you have to make some kind of noise when you're in there. And I'm like, I don't know what noise to make. And then they like, they try to like coach you with it. And then I'm watching this and I was like, Oh, so that must be what I look like when I was fucking doing it with no noise. Like it's <laughs> weird. It's fucking awkward. Um, but yeah, wa- watch it though. It's a good match in general. Um, I'll watch it. I'll check it out. All right. But yeah, let's, let's skip over to Lesnar. Um, so, uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. First of all, um, uh, you know the match was it was literally the same formula with uh Goldberg and um who did he fight again? Braun. Yeah. Braun. Them too. Uh it's the same formula like 100%. It's the you know the same two moves back and forth back and forth and I think that that's what unfortunately people have just been accustomed to for the past few years with you know the the universal title and the the world title. Um I don't know. I just, it's just Lesnar just putting in his, you know, his five minutes of work and getting his paycheck and then getting the fuck out of there. And I just, I hope that we don't see that rematch, you know, clause invoked. Um, I don't, you know how they are about kind of keeping to their rules, but sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But I mean, at, it was, it was shit, but I'm happy that McIntyre got his, you know, he got his title. And like I said, I feel bad because he's one of those people that, you know, I know. Oh, he wanted that crowd behind him and he definitely missed that. And you, you can hear him when he was saying that, like, you know, everybody was with him. And then even when he was up there, like on, you know, on the turnbuckles with the title belt, he's like, you know, everybody's here with me. And I just, I felt bad for him, but, um, you know, I'm happy he won the title and that somebody that's not Lesnar has it. Uh, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last because I just feel like they keep sticking it back on Lesnar anyway. So I just, with, I, I don't watch, so I don't know how it's going down. I'm sure the people like Drew because he's a huge, super good-looking guy who's actually very talented. But I don't know how long people will buy him as like a "you're all with me" babyface. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. know he's a great heel, but I don't know what kind of legs this has. And the match I didn't even bother watching because I knew exactly what it was going to be. You knew exactly who was going to win and how. Uh, so I didn't really care. But... I will say I will say this though: watching Drew kick out of an F five on on a one count was pretty fucking wild. I thought and that was pretty cool. With a, with a sold out arena, that probably would have been huge. But with with no sound, I saw like a clip on Instagram, and I was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah." I mean, it just WrestleMania this year was very deflating in that aspect of like having no no pageantry, you know, you know, no crowd there for any of it, and it probably would have been better for them to just wait and not do it. But I mean, what they what they gave us and what they had was not bad by any by any means. It wasn't a bad show. Uh, it just wasn't it just wasn't a WrestleMania. I can't believe you said there was no pageantry. Did you not see Gronk? Oh man, dude. Gronk, I, I, I was, man, Gronk is like something. <laughs> like I don't know, uh, he's he's entertaining. He's fucking, I don't know what he is. Like he's I don't think he's entertaining. I think he's Boner City USA. I, he's like a thirteen year old boy who every time he opens his mouth, it's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 
him throwing that punch on uh, on our truth was or the forearm was was so good. Just like the worst strike of all time. I didn't see it, but I love our yeah. <laughs> I talked to my when I talked to my parents today. My dad, it was, he's like, do you watch WrestleMania? And we're like, yeah, we watched it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, Gronk's the champ now? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, uh, I was like, he's the bullshit champion. That's what he is. I was going to use the same word. That's the bullshit belt, Dad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh, then my brother was like, oh, it's kind of like when, when that David Arquette guy won, too. I was like, uh... Yeah, I mean, kind of, but like w- the belt he won was the WCW championship. And at the time, it was one of the most prestigious belts in the world. And it kind of made a lot of people mad. <laughs> it's a little different than, than Gronk winning his bullshit belt. Outside of WrestleMania, we can finally switch gears here. I thought we'd go through that quickly. We spent like an hour on WrestleMania. I know. I'm so sorry. I, did, like... No, I like it's fun to talk about because I, we got three different. Three differing opinions, which I think was great. But if we're shifting gears, I want to know what you guys have been watching over the past week. Because everybody's still, other than like having to go get supplies or having to go to work, everyone's still fucking staying at home all the time. So what are you guys watching? Um, I guess most recently, uh, like many people in around the world, we watched uh, the Tiger King show. Yeah. And goddamn, is that not the most insane thing i've ever watched in my life i think yeah yeah so i didn't want to watch it originally because everyone else was talking about it and i told nick that i thought this was like a netflix like series where it was just like you know like a a stupid series that somebody put together and uh, i seen one of those little like investigative discovery uh ads on instagram talking about carol like killing her husband and i was like oh this is some real shit i was like and i texted him i was like Hey, when you get home, can we watch this? I was, I was like, I didn't know this was like real, and uh, yeah, and this, it's like the more you get into it, like the weirder it gets, and like the more illegal it gets, and I feel like nothing is addressed at all by police whatsoever, besides the fact that he ends up in you know in jail, um, but it, it's just so fucking weird, like, like th- that doesn't happen here. Like in like big cities that you know of, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like I don't I don't know like where where do these things happen? Like how do these people get away with this kind of shit? There's definitely stuff like that that does happen. I remember uh, like around here, my brother when he was a teenager, he had to like go get like a physical or go to the doctor for some reason for some shit that he was doing, and so he went and he saw this doctor one time. And then less than a year later, my dad brought home the paper and that doctor got nailed for going on like super illegal hunting trips in like Africa where he was like killing lions and he was like killing elephants and rhinos. And it was like, what the fuck? Like this was right down the street. This guy's doing this illegal stuff. Long story short, I hope they fed that guy to a fucking lion because that's bullshit piece of shit behavior. But, you know. Damn, that's fucking crazy, though. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, we watched we watched Tiger Tiger King. Uh, I got her watching uh, Stranger Things for the first time uh, since the new, this new this. I think the next season coming out is like the last one. But um, yeah, we watched. <laughs> I think we watched every single episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, all the time. Well, I mean, I've watched it several times. It's like one of my favorite shows ever. Um, we, I think we've got to restart it, though, uh, sometime soon. But we just, we literally just finished watching all of that. So that was, that was fun. Tara and I have been watching a shitload of Seinfeld. And we did make our way through Tiger King, which was incredible for a lot of different reasons. Um, before I go too deep into Tiger King, I'm gonna, I'll give it a few weeks so people watch it all. But I do definitely have things to say about like where that left off. But just the other day, Tara and I watched... Two Tom Hanks movies back to back. Oh shit, what'd you watch? I don't know why we did it. I think she we were just going through Amazon and Plex and everything and nothing was jumping out to her. And then I like hovered over Big on Amazon Prime, which I had never seen Big before. And she hadn't seen it in a long time. So it's like, okay, let's watch this. Dude, Big is a fucking awesome movie. And I know everyone's like, yeah, duh, dickhead. But it was my <laughs> first time seeing it, and I loved it. I think um, that was, like, the first time, that movie was the first time I ever saw, like, boobs. Or, like, not boobs, but, like, there's a scene where he, like, touches her boobs or something, right? Yes. Or, like, over the bra. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember that specifically being like a turning point in my life. <laughs> or just something that I just remember I just remember that being like, oh, like so that's what's there, huh? There was a- <laughs> what did you think was underneath her shirt? <laughs> I don't know. There was a weird part of it for me to where for the Danans who don't know, fucking movie's like 30 years old. But I've it's never, where- I've never seen this movie, so I recommend you guys watch it. I'm not going to go into like spoiler territory, but the plot is Tom Hanks is a 13 year old kid. Uh, He makes a wish and he becomes a 30 year old man. And so he's a 13 year old kid in this guy's body. Just to cut to what I was going to say, he winds up like building a relationship with this woman and has sex with her a bunch of times. And then to me, it was like, (laughs) what if, this thing wore off and he became a kid again while he was inside her. (laughs) That is not like that would have scarred this poor woman for life. She didn't know what she was wrapped up in. She's seeing 30 year old, good looking, smart Tom Hanks. And then all of a sudden it's a child. That's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, that'd be insane. So we watched Big, which I recommend everybody does. Big's great. And then we immediately, we get back to the Prime menu, and neither one of us are tired. It's not that late. I move like three spots to the right, and we land on Splash, starring Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. I was. <laughs> I, neither one of us had ever seen it. It's, it's Tom Hanks. I can't remember the woman who played the mermaid, but she was great. And John Candy. Dude, Splash is fucking really good, too. <laughs> okay, Splash is the first time I saw boobs, then. There are definitely boobs in Splash. That is the first That is the first movie I ever saw boobs in. Um, but yes, Splash. I, I, there's, like, a bunch of sequels, too. Is there really? I think there's, like, at least two other movies, maybe. Um, but no, I remember... I've definitely seen Splash, like, when I was, when I was young... The sequels don't have Tom Hanks, do they? I don't think they do. Okay, then they're, not, <laughs> then they're non-canon in the Hanks cinematic universe. <laughs> he's home now. I saw. I, I don't know if he's cured or or not sick anymore, but I know he's home. Him and his wife. 
Nicole, have you seen Splash? No, I like literally have. I don't watch like movies. I don't know. I'm fucking weird. Um, so I've never seen any of this shit. I don't think I've ever even seen Forrest Gump before. Oh, God. I've, I've seen like I've seen nothing. Like I know nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> She's like, I know nothing. <laughs> I've seen nothing. <laughs> I just all I know growing up are Disney movies and wrestling, and there was nothing else in between happening in the world, according to me. It's like, yeah, if you ask her anything about wrestling, she's got you there. This is you guys at home. Nicole, have you ever seen Forrest Gump? I ain't seen shit, crybaby. You guys gotta watch. Okay, we need to start a Tom Hanks movie club. And we all we gotta watch a bunch of Tom Hanks movies, and then we gotta talk about them. Hanks Club, I like it. We gotta come up with a good acronym. <laughs> what it is, For Hanks? but there will be one eventually. What do you guys want to talk about? I don't know. Um, we just made tacos earlier. They're great. What kind of tacos? Uh, t- ground turkey. They're really good. They're. Uh, what uh ground turkey um then we had uh what was it like rice and beans um bunch of cheese yeah all the good shit the normal shit that you know that good shit that goes on there i don't think i've ever had ground turkey in my life really it's like it it tastes very similar to ground beef um it's just a leaner meat because it's not like I guess like uh, beef is has a lot of a lot of fat in it. Yeah, I think you know what I think that uh, the la- the last time he made it, um, that was the first time I probably had ground turkey because I always just get ground beef. Um, but I feel like it it there's like no almost no difference. I think it tastes less salty than ground <laughs> beef. Um, but I mean, like I wouldn't if someone gave it to me and they didn't tell me like what it was, I I wouldn't like be mad about it. Like it was it's pretty good. I would probably try it. Given the opportunity, I would go for it. But I've never had it. Yeah, it's healthier. You know what we do have, though? What do we got? I think we have two different sets of Facebook questions, because you and I both put up a post about it. Uh, I hope so. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see if anybody responded on my post. I've got a couple, so either way, we've got some to work with. I got nothing. <laughs> so whatever you got, let's we'll jump into those. That's the thing is like sometimes I'll put up a thing like, hey, we're recording tonight. Leave us topics and questions. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, we got like 28. But then there's times like this where it's like, all right, I got like six. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I've noticed that too sometimes. And like it sucks because like I don't, you don't always want to have to be like, all right, guys, I'm relying on you to give me content. Yeah. But like, but no, it, Sometimes it's good. It's good, like stimulating questions, and sometimes it's just like bullshit. But you know, what are you gonna do? This first one is good. It comes from the inimitable Craig Hamburger because it's specifically for you guys. That's why it's good. Oh. He asks, does sharing the first five letters of your name strengthen or harm your relationship? Uh, I would say sh- sh- strengthen, honestly. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I don't I don't see any reason not to. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's not confusing around the uh, like it, 
like with our families and stuff either because so my my niece can't say Nicole so she just calls her Cole <laughs> so when we're when we're by my my mom's house we're just Nick and Cole so it's it's very uh it's very convenient I think the only time it becomes confusing and maybe this is just me is when I go to tag him in something and I start typing his name and I accidentally tag myself <laughs> and I think that's the only time that I'd be like, ah, fuck, this is really inconvenient. Um, but I mean, other than that, I think that it's it's like a good strength between us having the the same first five letters. <laughs> you were saying your niece can't pronounce the name. I just recently uh, found out that my nephew, my younger nephew, Finn, cannot. He either cannot or will not pronounce one of the dog's names correctly. He's like. <laughs> just starting to speak and i got sent a video by my sister-in-law jocelyn it's a, it was a snapchat and it's her and the dog whose name is gizmo and finn and she points at gizmo and she goes who's that and finn goes dog and then she goes no not what is that who is that and he goes vixie because that's the other dog's name <laughs> and she goes no not vixie and then he goes oh elfo <laughs> he Elfo? Call Gizmo Elfo for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but I love it. Well, Malia just his niece Malia just met my well, my dog over the phone, Lexi, uh, <laughs> through the the FaceTime. We shoved shoved my dog's face right into the camera lens. Uh, she was thrilled, um, and uh, we were get, trying to get her to say Lexi's name, and she she definitely got it down pack. Nice. Um, she was she was excited to see a dog. So who's not? Yeah, she's like, oh, she's hi, dog. <laughs> Dude, in our neighborhood, there's so many dogs, oh and it's God, awesome. Yes. There's a nice thick boy across the street, and uh, he sits on the second floor, and it's a Shiba. And you know, they're not generally small dogs; like they're medium-sized dogs. And he sits in the fucking window. And he just, all of his thickness just pushes <laughs> against the screen and he just watches you. And it, he just watches the neighborhood all the time. It's it's really great. Yeah, he's like the guardian of, this, of our block, at yeah. least. My neighborhood is all like condos and apartments and shit. So a lot of the buildings have weight limits. So I can only have a dog that's 25 pounds or under. And most people around here do too. So I don't see a lot of big dogs. But down the street on the top floor, there is this chunky bulldog that I love. And I don't know what his name is. But when I see a dog, I usually just say gibberish, like whatever comes to my head. And that's what the dog's <laughs> name is to me. But I, I was on the phone with Tara this one time. And I'm like, I'm walking patches and I see this bulldog. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, what? And I was like. There's a beef sandwich rabble rouser walking down the street. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I love I love it means a lot. <laughs> I mean I love I love referring to him as a beef sandwich. That's <laughs> the next question also comes from Craig Hamburger. He says, Who do you think of the both of you? So it's for you guys has eaten the most different styles of pasta noodle. Also, what is the best style of pasta noodle? <laughs> um, 
That's I mean, a very specific question. It is. Uh, I mean, I, I am. Well, let's say like you're Italian, so I would yeah. just assume that you've had more pasta than I have. Yeah, I'm gonna say like not not in particular. Like in this one household, uh, I th- yeah, I probably think that I've eaten more pasta than you. Um, I don't know what all the pasta names are though. I'm really bad at that. I just know like their shapes. Like I like the shit that's in like the muscacholi. Yeah. Like I like that kind of pasta. Like like those are pretty ballin', so I'm into that. Um, I don't know. I I'm lame, but I do I love spaghetti. It's like my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to make and and um it's probably like my favorite Italian food, I guess. Like it's just it's easy to make and it's good. Uh probably spaghetti. Yeah, I mean, uh, are we talking favorite Italian food? Is that is that what the question? Uh, no, no, I just. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite Italian food? Throwing me off, Ian, what's your favorite Italian food? Oh, dude, I fuck up Italian food all the time. Tara and I have been ordering from this place called Fratellos. Let me tell you something. They got really good pasta, whatever kind you want. You want fucking mastacholi? They got it. You want regular angel hair spaghetti? They got it. But you can also fuck around, get whatever kind of pizza you want. They got a dope ass eggplant parmesan sandwich. That's mumu magnifique. You know what I'm saying? That sounds so good right now. I'm I'm into Italian food. I love cheese and pasta, and I love fucking tomatoes. So whatever you got, I'm into it. God, I'm like you know I'm so ready to just like for this fucking pandemic to just be over with. Uh, just to get to get out there and and just go. You know, to go eat out at a restaurant again, you know, and just to kind of interact with other... Oh, I don't care about interacting with humans, but, like... <laughs> but just to, like, kind of, like, to get out there, you know, and do things again. I have been, like, wondering about what's going to happen going forward because I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, President Dickhead was given a speech the other day and he was saying that they hope that they can open up like mass gatherings like sporting events and stuff by August or September which is a long time away and if they're saying August or September who knows if that really means January but what it has me thinking is I have several friends who are getting married in August and I'm worried about that yeah yeah I was thinking about that to have uh, certain artist boys uh, wedding thing on my on my refrigerator so i look at them every morning when i drink my yeah. coffee <laughs> and i just like i'm i'm worried about it because i don't know like if they're gonna have to postpone that worries me because that fucking sucks for them like they've been looking forward to this they've put all this work into it but I'll, i also worry about it to like if they don't postpone dude people's families are going to be there and old fucking people are going to be there and it's going to be a lot of people in a closed space and it like I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's it's this weird fear that's just in the air now. Yeah. Like it's just you're constantly going to be thinking about like, oh man, is there too many people here? Like I wonder if somebody here is sick. Like I feel like that's just going to be the thing now. And that's something to think about. And it sucks because like they're they've been looking forward to this and I don't know if they're going to have to delay it and or de- if they're going to have to or if they should. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's on it, it's their plans to figure out. But I, I feel bad for them. I hate that they even have to think about something like that because, you know, it's nothing they did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think anybody 
thought like that this would be even be like a thing this long like I remember like when it for when the when it first started you know breaking up on online and everybody's talking about it and I was like oh well okay well that's crazy and then it just started like expanding and getting more and more serious and I was just like oh like then like things are getting you know see, NBA season gets canceled everything else is going down after that and like now it's like affect like affecting me like personally personally with like you know my the freelance show is getting canceled and and it's just like then it just uh, the whole world is shutting down and now it's affecting every single person that you know and you know i i've never i'd never thought like in our in our lifetime that we'd ever like see something like this happen but you know fuck here we are it's definitely crazy it's a weird thing to think about and especially 20 years from now some of us are going to have kids and we're going to be like oh yeah that was fucking weird <laughs> yeah remember that whole year we all spent inside God damn. Why is there nobody at WrestleMania? And then you're like, why are you watching WrestleMania? <laughs> 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 you're four years old. <laughs> like... <laughs> Whose child are you? <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> this next question comes from DJ Tony Montanas. It's another one for you guys. This is yeah. great. I think these are all for you guys, which I love. Tony says, which traditional gender roles do you eschew in your relationship and which do you wholeheartedly espouse? So which normal gender roles do you guys conform to and which ones are you just like, fuck that, and you go against it? I'd set it in the reverse order for what his words meant, but you get it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really understand. I mean, I guess like we, we kind of... Uh, just do whatever the fuck we want when we're here. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, like you're not. You don't do like what most girls do. I guess. I, like, I don't know. Like, what what do most girls? What are they supposed to do? Oh, don't even turn that into. Well, a... <laughs> I'm not asking you because I don't know. Like, you just like. It's not a trick question. Well, no, the way you said it, you're just like, oh, what are girls supposed well, no, to be? I mean, like, I don't like what would I? I guess like at this. Like in this day and age, like what do you guys ex- expect like a woman that they live with to be doing? Because I don't think it's what you know somebody like ten years ago would expect the woman that they live with to be doing. So like I guess so. My question for you is, what do you well, expect? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what you guys started? God, she's gonna kill me now in my sleep. This is what Tony wanted to happen. <laughs> This is precisely what he wanted. No, I think no, no, no. So I mean, I no, I totally get it. Um, I uh, I, it's very weird because I I don't normally like before I like moved in with Nick, I never like cooked almost ever. Um, I was like, oh god, I hope I can cook when I like move out and you know live with him because I don't want to you know a kill him with <laughs> things that are undercooked or you know b kill him because I can't feed him. Um, but I feel like I, like I cook a lot, uh, which I like really, really enjoy. Um, and I also, I, so do I see we like that. Okay. So we're on the same team here. Um, and then just like, like normal, like cleaning stuff when he's like at work and if I'm home, like, but I like doing that shit anyways. Like I love cleaning stuff. So that doesn't bother me. Um, but I feel like we both kind of put in like our equal parts here. Um, I don't think there's anything where it's like necessarily one person does more than the other, but um, yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's it's pretty like fifty fifty. 
I think that was a perfect answer to that question. Yeah, I, I concur. Craig comes in with uh, the worst question ever, just to be a dickhead. He says, also, do you wholeheart your spouse? <laughs> do we wholeheart? I, I, I wholeheart. Whole, a wholeheart isn't like, like wholeheartedly like love, then yeah. Just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Captain McKay says, thoughts on the Kakarot video game? Um, so I just, well, she has no idea what the fuck that means. She's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I, I was like a little hesitant to, to, I did buy this game. Um, I was hesitant to get it at first though, because like the last couple, like, like the Dragon Ball Fighters game was really good, but that, that was more like a, a kind of like any kind of like fighting game, like how Mortal Kombat is and stuff. Um, this game was more like an open world type game. And uh, I just felt like the last couple of Dragon Ball Z games before that were kind of boring. But uh, this one, this one's been pretty good. It's like, I was, I laughed. It was like, it's like Red Dead, but like <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z, you got to like run around and, and, and do your missions and stuff and you can fly around. It's like an open world thing too. Um, But uh, I, have you heard anything about it, Ian? Not really. I haven't played it. Um, I've heard that it's pretty good. It's a little weird here and there, but I mean, I expect that from an open world Dragon Ball Z game. The fighting's really good. Like I, the, I've, I didn't like I said. I've only played a little bit of it because I got it uh, just before all this stuff started going down. And then, like when when that happened, I we we got Animal Crossing, and it's kind of been like all of existence. Dude, I have been balls deep in Animal Crossing. And we've been talking about Animal Crossing on this podcast for like three weeks in a row. Well, we can talk about it a little <laughs> more. I don't mind. Uh, it's been like, uh, so I, I've never played it before. Um, and uh, Nicole's played it before. And she's like, she was like counting the days, kind of like how Tara was, just waiting for the game to come out. And uh, so we finally, uh, when we started playing and stuff, it, it started a little slow. But once you kind of get into it, it's, it's actually pretty sweet. Like, uh, I've got uh, I've got a full wrestling ring on my island now. It's pretty awesome. I do as well. And you know what I'm doing is I can't wait until I can like put down paths and roads and stuff because I want to make it look like there are mats outside the ring. And you can only order five things from the catalog at any given time. So I, I keep ordering loads of five folding chairs so I can make it look like it's a full setup. <laughs> Well, that's uh, Nicole has that in her on her island as well. She's got an entire like arena set up, right? Wait, wait, what are we talking about? Hold on. Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, so my whole backyard, I have a wrestling ring. Uh, I got the hard cam. I just put some spotlights on it. Uh, I got like a little merch table set up and um, a little commentary section too with a microphone. Um, and I'm currently working on a carnival right now so i just got like the island construction uh permits so i'm just kind of digging up stuff and moving things around now uh, so i'm just like making little theme stuff on my island i love it dude it's like just the imagination that you can put into this game is so amazing and it's what keeps me coming back because if i really think about what i'm doing i'm doing a lot of fishing and just collecting shit and selling shit. I have an absurd amount of fruit trees because then I just shake them and I bank like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I want to like completely transform this island and just make it look like mine. 
And the gameplay loop of Animal Crossing is so much fun that to me, it's like I'm almost 50 hours in and it just doesn't get boring. I always have a goal that I'm working towards. Yeah, it's pretty um it's pretty cool too. Like like you said, you can you can cut down trees, you can uproot them, you can plant new ones. Uh, I ended up I just recently like I walked the entire perimeter of my island and I planted uh, palm trees down every single like stretch of sand all the way around the entire island. It's pretty cool. And like you said, like shaking those bad boys and getting getting the coconuts and and then selling them. That like it's like a cool uh, couple thousand bells. It just it keeps me coming back. And I every time I feel like okay, I did that. What's next? And they're like, you want another room for your house? And I'm like, fuck yeah, okay. <laughs> see i'm on i've only got two rooms on mine right now yeah, how many rooms how many rooms do you have i only have one right now i have like the living room and then a bedroom oh guys are both peasants <laughs> what do you got i've got the main room i've got three rooms on the first floor and then i've got a second uh a second floor that i just got i've got a question for you guys yeah. are you time traveling yeah I am. I'm a time traveler. I'm I'm done already with the Easter shit. Uh, I finished that like in two days. I that is not. You know what? If I didn't time travel, I could never handle it. Um, and I've got all the stuff already, so that's done and over with. But I am I am definitely a time traveler. See, I, when you said you had all that in your house, I was like, she's jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> I told her I was like, that's cheating. I not cheating. Uh... That is not cheating. I. You know what? For as long as I've been playing the game, that's the only way I know how to play it. Because if I feel like if you can't, like, it's not like a game that you can play and, like, finish your goals and objectives, like, right away. Like, if you're playing something else, um, like, this is, like, time-sensitive stuff. So you have to sit and you have to wait and you have to be patient. And nobody has fucking time for that. Like, <laughs> I want my house done. Like, my house should be fucking built and done and I could just fill it up and that's it. For me, I think it's just, like... <laughs> this game has such legs to it that if I time travel, I'm just going to kneecap this fucker and be done with it way sooner. And I like, I want to get, I want to extract every drop of fun out of it that I can. And if that means that like, Oh, I, I got this money, but the fucking store's closed. All right, I'll play tomorrow. And I know not everybody's like that, but <laughs> I, I'm kind of like both. Like sometimes I'll be, I'll, I'll be a little impatient, but then I'll, I'll always like skip forward a day or two. And then I'll like, go back to like regular time but yeah. I'm not going too crazy i don't hold anything against time travelers i think if you want to do it do it but my logic I is this it's not cheating completely because you can do it if it was if it was cheating and if, if you were not able to do it like if the game physically did not let you do that or if it like would be like oh we're gonna erase your game file because we saw that you skipped a day or whatever they let it happen so it's it's part of the game <laughs> yeah that's like i can't remember what game it was recently where people found an exploit to where you could clone an item and sell it over and over it might have been red dead 2 i can't remember but they created a character in the open world who was like a tax man so for everything that you sold that you had cloned the game knew and they like came to collect so it was like, if you abuse the game, we're coming for you, bitch. <laughs> See, they, that's, that's what they used to do like in prior versions for Animal Crossing, where they had Mr. Rossetti, which is the beaver, that he comes up from you know underground. And if you were like, 
I fucked up in the game and I don't want to save it. I'm just going to like turn it off uh, and then like put on a separate date. Like he'd pop up on, you know, the next time you played the game and he'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And you'd have to sit there and go through the whole thing of why you shouldn't reset the game, why you should save the game. And he'd make you type out some weird shit like I'm a loser. <laughs> and like, you know, they, they, they like they held you accountable for that stuff. And I definitely when it came out for the GameCube the first time he was in that game. Uh, I don't think he's in New Leaf for the, the DS, the 3DS. Um, but uh, that was definitely a, a thing that they were keeping track of at one point. But I think they gave up because they realized that, you know, people want to play the game. But, like, they want to, like, binge play it. You know, like, if I'm sitting here, I want to play it for hours and hours. And I don't have time to sit here and wait for, like, tomorrow to happen, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think that the, like, the Easter update that they have, if you're not going to time travel... It's worth taking taking it day by day because it's a lot of stuff. Well, they they did just release a patch today to slow down the spawn rate of the eggs, and I definitely noticed because I, it was, there were fucking every hole in the ground was an egg, every fish was a fucking egg, every balloon where I'm like, oh, what's that? Was a fucking egg balloon, and I'm like, I don't want this shit. And yeah, I know. I definitely noticed that too, and and I haven't played in the last couple of days because of that. And I'm just, I was like, man, I'm just waiting for this fucking egg shit to end. That's what they. I just turned the game on right now to let my friend come in to just like sell his fucking fruits, and it was like download this patch, and I downloaded the patch, and now that you say that, I'm like, son of a bitch, I fucking played the game, and all I did was dig up fucking eggs and fish out eggs and drop <laughs> eggs from the sky, and like fuck me for like that's you know what that's what we get for time traveling. That is exactly what you get. <laughs> the uh, the egg rate is definitely down, and it's dude. I just have nothing but good things to say about it. I don't. I can't even think of anything about it that I don't like. Like it's just it's such a fun game, and I don't have to like make sure I'm in a certain mood to play it. Like if you're gonna play something that's like an open world RPG that you really have to be paying attention, you got to make these important decisions. I understand if you don't want to play that all the time, but I can be just waiting for something to come on TV. I'm like, oh, I'll play Animal Crossing till then. I could be about to go to bed. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll play 45 minutes of Animal Crossing before bed. You can play it anytime. And I just, it's, I'm so glad Tara introduced me to Animal Crossing because I love it. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my right pinky toe earlier really bad and I, I didn't realize till now. I think it's broken. It's like all swollen and like changed colors. Well, that's not good. I've done it a bunch of times. I just didn't know it was that bad. That, that just means you have to sit down and play more Animal Crossing. You know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the docket? You guys want to talk about anything else? We wrap into some bitch up. I don't. Th- I don't know. I don't think we got got much more to say. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have anything. We went nope. an hour and a half. I think this is a hell of an episode. Very hefty. Very hefty. Thick. Too thick with two C's. And I think <laughs> we should definitely reconvene the three of us and do another one that will be exclusively on your channel very soon. Yeah, no, I think that'd be fun. I think, uh, I'm gonna, like, dick around with these, like, video podcasts, too, because I feel like that'll give somebody something something more for people if they I mean, you could do more with it too i guess right yeah and i have a couple questions specifically about freelance and stuff that we'll save for your show 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that. I'll, I'm gonna thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having me on your show because this is a swapcast. Oh yeah, dude. Thank you. Um, it's nice talking to you. I haven't really talked to many other people outside of my girlfriend and people at work, you know, for the last couple of weeks. So it's nice to hear another human's voice. Yeah, this is, I, I love this. Um, you know, after I did the first podcast with him, um, I was kind of like, oh shit, like I kind of enjoy this. So this was nice and it was, it was nice to talk with you. I haven't talked with you in a while, so it's pretty sweet. I 100% agree. And I'm going to throw two things out there. Actually, just one because I forgot what the first one was. But <laughs> we can also do this without recording it and just hang out soon. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. yeah ho- hopefully, we can definitely hang out soon. Even if even if it's not in person, we can just do one of these and hang out. So either way, I like spending time with you guys. It's always a good time. And this was fun. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Oh, uh, yeah. We love you, Danny. We'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye-bye. Yeah.